The Tigers. Hello, folks, and welcome to the Cellar Dwellers podcast, a podcast that is dedicated, as always, to the best of the worst of AFL football. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a special edition of the podcast this week. Chris and I are live together. Chris, say hi. Hi. We're in the same room, live, uncensored, and uh, and sweaty here in Singapore, of all places. That's right. Thanks to various international treaties that have forced Chris and I to run from the country, uh, we've retreated to the faraway land of Singapore, home, mm. of, the, home of the Singapore Tigers, mm. uh, who I believe at the moment, Chris, are doing much more successful than current entrant to the set to the cellar this week uh the richmond tigers yeah the richmond tigers uh oh, they they tanked pretty badly they've had a number of injury woes since the start of the season but the great white hope in uh in delidio came back and was average as he always is oof yeah <laughs> uh, but they did lose to the uh to the port adelaide power by 35 dismal points um, yeah it was a really really miserable performance from yeah. the tigers I mean, the obvious question that was raised during the match, and it's it's a very fair one, what on earth was Sean Hampson doing out there? <laughs> I mean, you kept saying they've got two Ruckman, they've got two Ruckman. They've had two Ruckman for a couple of games now. Yeah, but to be fair, Chris, I don't watch any football played by teams out of the bottom five. <laughs> yes. So, so yeah. I'm, I'm in a real dilemma this week as Carlton continues to win. <laughs> it's going to be very hard for me yeah, to keep track of Melbourne, my team. You've pulled a Melbourne, and yeah. by that we mean put back-to-back wins together. That's, uh, a cha- that's going to be a challenge. I mean, I can look forward to a crushing defeat next week, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, Sean Hampson, uh, that was some uh, that was some dud work from young Sean. Look, uh, I thought Dustin Martin uh, was trying his absolute best. He was throwing stiff arms mm. multiple times in a row, just because apparently that's just what he does. It was overall a team that looked completely lost going forward. Uh, yes, just static uh, again. C- completely static, and really like it. The, the never has there been a better case of a team looking like how the game has changed yeah. through the first uh, few rounds of the season yeah. than Richmond. Uh, Look, slow, I, I actually... slow wing-based ball movement has it like that could t- be effective, but it turns out if that kicking is imprecise and the other team is quick, yeah. then you're just going to get shredded. They have been shredded a number of times now, and and Port Adelaide um, going through something of a resurgence in form. After um, after looking like one of the worst teams in the competition for two weeks. Yeah, but let's be clear. Rich, who have Richmond lost to at this point? Um, they beat Carlton by a small degree, uh, and then they've lost to... Who have they lost to? Yeah, let's do let's, some let's live... Just, let's do some, so they, lost, they got smashed by, by Melbourne. Melbourne. They got smashed by West Coast. They got smashed by Adelaide. They got beaten by a point by Collingwood. And they beat Carlton by nine points. Now, yeah. considering, think about how bad Carlton are. Yeah. And beating Carlton by nine points is a real indicator yeah. of where they're and at And how the bad Collingwood have been yeah. until last week. I I suspect they've actually stopped listening to Damien Hardwick. He said after the match that um, none of the game plan that they tried to or wanted to implement was implemented. Yep. That the the changes made um, after half time were not implemented either, um, and that they were playing, in his yeah. own words, yeah. dumb football. And he's had a fair blast at them after the game, um, a five minute closed door session with just him and the leadership group, uh, and then a, a ten minute um, session with the players and the senior leadership at the club. 
um, that uh, they are in full blown crisis at the moment. It's it's uh, we're we're pretty we're pretty temperate and avoiding crisis, but I think that's I think that's right. The moment you've reached that point, that that's what your coach is saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're very quick to blame coaches for this, and maybe I'm too quick to excuse coaches, but there's some pretty stupid players going around out there, players who aren't necessarily known for making great decisions with the football, and they've the system has taken care of them for a long time, and maybe they're getting exposed now and not being able to play flexibly. But, you know, they dropped, I think it was three players after last week. Uh, and, oh, and the other thing to say is, of course, it's a, very hard to judge a team who was so dependent upon one of the best players in the league down back, and suddenly he disappears, and there's the Port Adelaide attack, which had looked mediocre and struggling, uh, was yeah. was thriving. Although, yeah. to be fair, and the other thing to say is that any time that you can have Matt Broadbent on the run, kick a bomb from 70 metres out uh, in the pocket, and it goes through, maybe it's just not your day. Maybe it's not your day. They, um, look, they, I think the damning thing is that it looked like they weren't trying. <laughs> It, didn't, um, it did not look good. You know, it looked pretty poor. Um, if we look here at our uh, at the tackle count, in spite of having you know, a fairly even amount of the the ball, um, they lost the tackle count by a solid twenty eight um, against the power, and that's just not that's not good enough. It means that you're not pressuring yeah. your opposition, and when it's a, an opposition like Port Adelaide, that's um, not going to do you any favours. Well, I'll tell you who was trying this week. The Lions of Brisbane, oh, tearing out onto the field. You were getting under, a bit frustrated the, with me because I, I kept checking the score, going, "Come on, Brisbane, you can do yeah, it." You were so fired up. So... I mean, this is why you look. This is why you look down the bottom of the ladder. Everyone would have penciled in Sydney for a win, oh, and they, they get the win. But three, three points. points. Whoa, three uh, points. It was, three, it was three, three points with two minutes to go, and then a, a terrific mark by Buddy Franklin gets them there. Yeah. Um, this is a, a Sydney team who last week took West Coast West Coast apart. West Coast who. You know, uh, not the team that they were potentially, yeah. but still a pretty yeah. damn good team. Um, Brisbane are fun now. Like they're did, fun, and like, they they probably should have won this. So yeah, they, they, prob- they, they probably should fourteen should've. goals ten to to Sydney's fifteen goals seven, and you think one of those slides through, and uh, and you're good. You're off to the races. Um, historic win. Um, Look, any time that any time that you've got Lance Franklin against you, though, it's it's a challenge. Uh, he's just a a, a goal scoring opportunity generating machine. Yeah. Uh, Fifty-five goals, nineteen touches, and three tackles is is he's just a he's just a monster. Um, but uh, tell you what, Tom the Rock, Rock Tom Rockcliffe, uh, Brisbane's mm, captain, mm. Uh, total Back. stud. Back. Uh, total total stud. Total stud. Total start. When he's not shirt fronting his own players. When he's not trying to eliminate his own players, um, one of the best known players in the competition, Dwayne Zorko. Mm. So you've got you know you've got this misery, this crisis in Richmond and in Brisbane. Everything's great. Everything's are, well. It's all about expectations. Isn't yeah. It? Like, uh, look, you had you had Daniel Merritt make a game saving tackle, um, or what looked like it was it until minutes later, not quite. But yeah. Um, you know, you've got Justin Lepich up up there in the box, coaching like a favourite son should. The the pressure's off in Brisbane. This is this is a team. Well, I think that. Well, I actually wonder. So, this is the the age old discussion. But they're one five at the moment. Yeah. At what point do you start tanking? Just make like. Brisbane. Yeah. Never, you can't tank this year. What? Brisbane. They've already got I mean, enough. Like, what are they going to do? Pick up Matt Lewenberger Mark Two in the draft or something? <laughs> 
like, why bother getting a high draft pick? They just leave anyway. They're better yeah. off trying to be good and trying to keep a player for once with free agency approaches rather than just having the you could the trade annuals. picks. Yeah. You could trade you picks. Could, you could just wait for people to sign contracts and then just launch overwhelming offers at teams. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what, who should, be, who should be looking at trading for picks? Purple Haze. The Purple Haze, who I think we could fairly regard as the second worst team in the league. At the moment, At the yes. moment. Yeah. Uh, we'll reserve our discussion of the, the Bombers. The, the, the Purple Haze are having the worst start to a season of a minor premier. Ever. Ever. And it's not even close anymore. No, it's not even, oh, it could be, you know, in this yeah, kind of yeah. situation. Like, they were none and four, and yeah, people yeah. were talking about, oh, it could be off. And then none and five, uh, they went after the toilet, toilet bowl yeah. um, against Carlton, which I've got to say, cellar dwellers yeah. icon inspiration. <laughs> Liam Jones <laughs> kicks the winning goal <laughs> against you. Um, uh, that's uh, that's fairly damning. Oh, he's he was magnificent. Let's let's touch on toilet, toilet bowl one. Uh, we had we had listed just to explain to you a, a toilet bowl is when any two teams in the bottom four of the league play. It's a, an adaptation of the classic American college football term for a game in the finals, and we've just adapted it for our purposes. Uh, toilet bowl one, uh, Fremantle Carlton. Mm. Uh, tell you what, they were looking for some delicious folded over pastry in that oh, game. Just they, turnovers everywhere. Yeah, and like Frio just gifted the game to Carlton and Carlton really didn't well, want the gift that, Carlton, was the, that Carlton, was the Carlton couldn't do anything with the gift they were offering <laughs> a win as a gift yeah. and Carlton were really unsure what to do mm. but uh, I'll say strategically as a Carlton fan Brendan Bolton came up with a plan that worked he was like I've seen this ground of Subiaco mm. on the television before I've heard tell of a way in which a team plays a deep what do you have played uh, would he have coached the Hawks there? Uh, potentially, but Carlton, Carlton played three deep defenders on the mm. edge of the square against mm. the kickout, which is what Fremantle have done to teams for years. Yeah. And they were confronted by it themselves and thought, gee, it's a long way to go up this ground. That's <laughs> odd. There's a lot of defenders in the way. Yes. <laughs> and, and also then just butchered it. And then uh, butchered it, yeah, yeah. and then, and then yeah. just relied on so the you, team. You wanted yeah. to highlight one particular, uh, our worst take for last week. Uh, yeah. The worst, the worst take of, of last week was very clearly Matt Taverner spoiling his own goal. Uh, if you haven't seen it, listener, uh, go onto the AFL website and watch the match highlights. You'll see a moment when uh, there's a, a deep shot at goal from the wing, uh, uh, from the, the right, right, left, forward, left forward pocket for Fremantle, uh, up near the 50 metre line, and it's going for goal to give Fremantle the lead late in the fourth quarter. And Matt Tabner comes flying out from the top of the goal scorer at the flight of the ball, looking to take some kind of hero mark and rushes it through for yeah. a behind. Meanwhile, Matthew Pavlich is uh, holding out the holding. fullback. Man, it's just pushing Jacob Wiedering back towards the goalpost, Same. clearing it's out the space for the goal. Go through. And Matt Tabner just comes flying through in full hero mode and looks really confused when it doesn't come off. Yeah. It's my time to shine. Anytime you can thief a match-winning goal from a team, though, you have to do it. You, you have, have to, to do, do it. it. It's mandatory. It's mandatory, yeah. It's mandatory for if your team is having the worst start in history uh, of any previously yeah, successful so, club. So this week, uh, they played Adelaide in Adelaide, and they looked significantly better, um, except they looked better everywhere but in front of goal. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Where, until three-quarter time, they had kicked three goals, 14 Against Adelaide's that's, nine goals, ten. That's not good. It's not good. No. The 17 scoring shots is pretty good, though. <laughs> that's, yeah, like they're generating 17 the scores. I mean, there's, I've, I've forgotten how many rushes were in there, but... Look, they're having a crack. Um, and then they ended up kicking eight goals, 16. 
for the match. So, I mean, they cracked in the last quarter, but it's funny, at the same time in the last quarter, Adelaide blew them out. Yeah. Like, it got it got to 60 points, and it's ended up with the margin in the 30s, wasn't it? Yeah, 33, uh, yeah. But uh, uh, Adelaide suddenly just was like, oh, wait, no, wait, we, we remember what the game plan is now. This team sucks. Let's beat them. Yeah, I think, look, Frio are missing, again, injuries are going to kill you, but they're missing key defenders, and it shows in where Adelaide have kicked their goals. Um, Zach Dawson's terrible. Oh, he's well. terrible. He had a hand pass that was literally just into the ground at one yeah. point, uncontent. Like, he was, he was trying to hand pass it about six metres away, and he just shoveled into the earth. Yeah. Adelaide were getting all their all their goals basically um, either through ground ball gets at the top of the goal square or through a key position player marking. Uh, I think uh, given that the the aging stocks that Freo have got, the indefinite rebuild. Oh yeah, now obviously. and Ross Ross Lyons talking the talk. Um, he did say, and I'll quote Ross Lyons, and you may, for those who know Ross Ross Lyons' typically subdued manner, um, he did say, "I'm excited." about training up our youth. Yeah, he's got to at this point. I mean, uh, the it's not something he's done before, so maybe it's time for him to start. Maybe he's excited because <laughs> it's, something, something, it's new. something new. Something new, yeah. Um, uh, Ross and, and the club, it's so strange, though, to see this... I mean, Fremantle for, were terrifying they for were a long time. If, you yeah. play, if your yeah, team yeah, was yeah. playing Fremantle, you're going to see your players get absolutely harassed, you're going to turn the ball over, you're going to pull your hair out playing this absolutely ironclad defence that was just going to turn the ball over against you and uh, race up the other end of the ground for single one-out marking contests. And now they just can't kick. They can't hand pass. They can't run. Michael Walters seems to be anchored on the forward line for some reason yeah. after his, after a season spent churning the field up in the midfield. Um, I mean, he played well. He yeah, did he did play, play well. well. He's, yeah. he's a great player. Yeah. He's a 30, tremendous 30 player. 30-something disposals, oh. three goals, too. He's tremendous. Oh, he's their right. best player by far. Yeah. Um, and Nat Fife being absent obviously just feels wrong. But hear my theory out on this. This is a bad theory, listener. I've got two data points. <laughs> Small sample size theatre. Yeah, yeah. I can add a third to it as well. Though. Okay, good. Yeah. Because my suggestion is that the adoption of the man bun by an AFL player is a signal that their form is about to tank. Nat Fife adopts the man bun instead of the long curly locks flowing free. Form tanks, breaks his leg again. Bryce Gibbs adopts the man bun. When did he get it? Like two years ago, I think. Yeah. Form tanks. Yeah. Kicks scubbed into the ground. Tackles slipped. My- Michael Hurley adopts yeah. the man bun. Suspended this by the AFL for free. doing so. Yeah. So <laughs> they just—that's one of the things that you don't know. That's one of the things that's that's less known about the, that case, of course, is that Michael Hurley was just added in there yeah, for a shit was. haircut. Yeah, and I think it's something that the AFL should bring in. Oh uh, yeah. To, yeah. Well, in we addition to... to the in, in, in addition to the MRP. Just the HRP, the hairdresser. Yeah. Review uh, panel. Review uh, panel. But the, the, the problem with it is what the man bun as well is that it's not problematic enough to be entertaining. No. You know, it's not like <laughs> it's an not. undercut with a mullet. No. It's not. It's not It's not a three-foot mohawk. No, it's not whatever Dustin Martin is sporting. Yeah, it's, it's not the, the, form, the, the rotated uh, mohawk that Jack Rewalt no. used to sport. No. Great hair team, Richmond. Used to be, Do, used to be yeah. a great, used to be yeah. a great hair team. How how tall is Trent Cochin's hair right now? It's very low. Yeah, you I know, mean, this, yeah. the source of his power. The source of his power is declining. Definitely yeah. needs to to amp that volume back up. Yeah. There's one final team in the bottom of the cellar this week as we discuss discuss the steamy climbs here in Singapore. Mm. Essendon. Yeah, the bombers of Essendon. Um, they beat Melbourne. 
Yeah. It's really hard to remember them doing that. <laughs> they did. They did. Like, I just wanted to, if, for our Essendon fans out there, just remember, like, remember when you beat Melbourne? Remember when you beat Melbourne. Remember when um, your team was still fresh-faced and your yeah. match fitness was not called into question. Um, look, just to go back to Toilet Bowl 2, Revenge yeah. of Toilet Bowl, uh, Collingwood versus Essendon last week. Um, I- I've, seen, I've seen players train harder than Essendon played that game. It was they, bad. They were dire. They were dire. The uh, spirit of Anzacs <laughs> on yeah. display there, Jeez, That was, yeah, that was that a pretty shame to your family 60, members. 69 points in the end. Warrior spirit not in evidence. No, um, not at all. Not surprising this week. Show up to play Carlton. And uh, I did see a tweet that said that this was probably the best Australian comedy scene in years. <laughs> Look, I, I, I understand what John Walsfold's trying to do. If you make the gap, if you clag the ground up, and you reduce scoring opportunities, then variance, particularly given the AFL being such a weird game where a major score is worth six times as much as a as a minor score, uh, then variance might give you a chance, and it did give yeah, them a chance. But you know away, what you but... need to do to have a chance is kick a goal. Look, they've got their goal man. <laughs> they do have Joe Danaher and shooters shoot, shooters shoot, and Joel Danaher. You'll never listen. watch next time Joe Danaher kicks the ball. Even when he passes, he passes it as if he's trying to kick it into like he only ever kicks in board because if he's on the back wing, that kind of lines up with mm. the goal, and he's mm. just aiming at the goals every time. Uh, the number of snaps one man can take under pressure in the pocket. Well, as me, a, as I'm a just going to bring up Joe Danaher's kicking chart here because it is um, he's kicked one goal three, uh, and. That's not the worst in the world, but he. I watched him three times. He kicked none three at one point, all from the left forward pocket, all over the shoulder. Didn't spot up anybody in the centre. Didn't just went, no, my job is to kick goals. Yeah, he's been instructed to kick goals. Yeah. Be the goal man. Yeah. Tell you what, that moustache is not getting any better. No. He, I, he does have a very small gap between his nose and his mouth, though. He might look like a snake without it. So it's pretty important for him to keep that up there because... Maybe he should just... No, no, no. Maybe he should just embrace the snake. He should shave his hair off and get rid of the moustache and just try and look as horrifying as possible. <laughs> try and creep out your defenders. Ray finds his Voldemort. Give, him, give them the full Voldemort experience. <laughs> yeah. And get really yeah. pale and just start being really creepy. No, I think, I think just about this Carlton-Essendon match, it is worthwhile pointing out that a goal was not kicked from the 25-minute... By either side, listeners, either side. But uh, a goal was not kicked from the 25-minute mark of the opening quarter until the 15-minute mark of the third quarter. That was some dire football on offer. Yeah, look, Carlton's current forward strategy appears to be pray for deliverance from the Lord above. (laughs) Our crops will not fail us for the 10th year in a row. They looked utterly confused going forward. There's... And there's just some really weird players who get the ball on half forward. Like, Simon White marks the ball, and you're like, yeah, you still play for us. Yeah, like, why? You're still in the team. Yeah. Liam Um, Jones was back to... Liam Jones is out there? Liam Jones is out there, and you're like, it's not going well, is it? No. Levi Casbolt, even after, like, the first couple of weeks, he was clunking the ball and then spraying out of the bounds. He can't even get to the ball anymore. Uh, oh, well, teams have now decided to take away the scoring threat of Levi Casbolt. <laughs> <laughs> and Carlton's, Carlton's um, been neutered. Um, Jesus. Uh, uh, in yeah. terms of, to speaking, of, speaking of Essendon, um, K- 
Captain Noodle Arms. Uh, oh, the Noodle. The Noodle, Darcy Parrish. Yeah. Um, he's really got to get a tough nickname. <laughs> it's the Noodle. <laughs> it's the... Uh, I mean, imagine how tough you are if you can live with the Noodle as your nickname. Oh, I don't know. Well, if you if you can live with the name Darcy Parrish, and make it as a footballer. Yeah. Uh, you went to a private school. Look, I tell you what, he's done all right. Um, he had eleven effective disposals. 12 possessions, but 11 effective disposals. That's, that's a big decline for the noodle. They shut him down. No, yeah, it's a big <laughs> decline. But that was his total number of disposals yeah. for the match. Um, it was efficient. <laughs> it was efficient. It was um, efficient. To be fair, it was hard for him in the midfield when the ball, when the ball kept getting sprayed oh. into Carlton's forward 50, turned over, and, and then, then sprayed <laughs> coming on the way back out. There were some terrible hand passes. There was a there Zach was... Tui one, which was about six metres Seven metres off the mark. It went yeah. over the head of the intended target, yeah. bounced weirdly, and then Mark Murphy spilt it out of bounds. It is worthwhile. By the time this is up, I suspect the full replay will yep. be up and available for you to go watch. Just watch the first two quarters for some brilliant comedy gold. Yeah, just... There is a moment where uh, a Carlton player, uh, I suspect it's Dale Thomas, but can't confirm, yeah. uh, tries to soccer a ball into the goal. It bounces across the face kicks up at a weird angle and hits the umpire in the face. Falcons the umpire, that's the best moment of the match. Best yeah. moment of the weekend, probably. Any time an umpire gets Falcon, it's pretty good. But that that and uh, Daisy Thomas's attempted pass uh, going at about 30 degrees the wrong angle uh, into the ground and to an Essendon player. That's the... It's the Dale Thomas experience that we've, we've come to <laughs> appreciate as Carlton fans. Yeah. Um, so Essendon... Things are looking pretty grim at this point for them. It's like the the the. Well, this is this is more of the Essendon that we we suspected would show up. And it doesn't. So next week they play Sydney in Sydney. Sydney in Sydney. That's bad. Then they play North at Etihad. Bad. Sing- St Kilda. Well, that might. They, I mean, depends. But like round ten against Richmond, a current potential toilet bowl. That is. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to go ahead and call that one out in advance because Richmond coming up. I know Richmond um, have got a toilet bowl of themselves in round nine, though. Well, they've got Hawthorne at the MCG. Yeah. That's not great for them. No. Then after, got... after Hawthorne was smashed by the goalmen. <laughs> yes. That, let's the not talk G- about GWS. that because that's the, the other end of the that's table. That's the other end of the table. Yeah. We can't we can't uh, discuss that. That's no, banned. No, go to another more reputable podcast if you want to hear <laughs> that kind of discussion. Um, and then they play Sydney uh, at the MCG. Uh, and then Frio at Domain. So I suspect that um, Richmond could be in two toilet bowls in a row. They really could be. Just just the weird thing with Richmond is the players that made people think they were going to be good just haven't gotten better. Yeah, well, I think their list management, uh, the, 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 like they were they fairly inactive the, in the trade period. They were, the but like... They went, the personnel that didn't get us there last time <laughs> will definitely get us there this time. And yeah, it's so weird. They're such a weird team. They're so balked. Like, <laughs> Sean Hamps is playing. I'm just like, I'm a Carlton fan. Everyone knows what Sean Hampson can do. Or not do. Or not do. <laughs> That's um, like, Sam Lloyd is out there. He's bad. He's a bad football player. Morris, bad. Uh, Morris Stephen is bad. Morris, yeah. uh, Brandon Ellis is now bad. He was meant to be good. Um, What's happened to Ivan? I want to know. Oh, Ivan's just old. Old and beaten up. Jake Batchelor is playing important minutes as a second defender. He's bad. Mm. Taylor Hunt, bad. Yeah, Taylor, I mean, it's the, it's, the, it's the players that Geelong rejects that make Geelong the best. 
Um, oh, and uh, I think that's in the club song. Shout out, shout out, shout out to Cameron McIntosh just getting his ribs destroyed early on oh. in the match. That was not good. Now, I mean, Anthony Miles turns out that maybe GWS were right to let him go. Yeah. He's not. He's good, but he's not. So he's not great. Look, I think yep. Richmond should be, if not already, but they should be seriously starting to consider trading away players. Oh, um, yeah, I, will. I think they have to. Um, surely there are some expansion clubs that need a key position player or two. Yeah. Here's here's a bold one. Get rid of Jack Rewald. Yep. I think they will. Uh, it's just interesting. It's it's sorry, listeners, to harp on Richmond so much. We just have it's good to have a new team in the set in the in the cellar. <laughs> and we've been um, we've we've been seeing them coming for a while. We've, now. Been, we've been bracing ourselves for the Richmond's arrival, and it's yeah. good to have a new team in the cellar. Yeah. Chris, let's then, well, let's go to the shop. Do you want to go to the shop, and then we'll look at next week? I think uh, yeah, I do want to go to the shop because um, as we as we speak uh, now uh, to each other and and in in the future to you, our dear listener. Um, the, the the subject of this week's shop um, are currently 49 points down against the West Coast Eagles. Collingwood. Collingwood, everyone. Collingwood. Uh, so Sam... A big, big, I mean, uh, a huge club in membership numbers, uh, massive financial infrastructure, a really yeah. annoying president. Um, Probably the most annoying. Uh, and all of that being said... Oh, no, wait. I think we should go in on this a bit. Who is the most annoying who club president? Who is the most annoying president? Eddie Maguire's... This, oh, is he the most public now? Jeez, David Kosh is pretty annoying. He's always it's the annoying. Magpie, it's the Magpie clubs. No, it's Maguire. Maguire's a racist. I think Kosh is, is as well, though. This oh, is... no, the ape comments about out of goods. Oh, yeah. No, sorry. No, it's, it's still it's, Eddie Maguire. It's still Eddie Maguire. Yeah. We yeah. Have to, just have to remember that. Yeah. Eddie Maguire. So uh, definitely the league's mo- the, the team that the league loves to hate the most. Um, and for good reason. And for good reason. Yeah. Um, and all of that being said... The shop's not bad. It's not bad. This is the, the we struggled this week. Yeah. Um, we're, I mean, and maybe that's what what I will point out about the there's shop. The, I think there's a lot of bootleg Collingwood gear because I've seen a lot of <laughs> yeah. terrible Collingwood yes. knickknackery going along, yeah. and none of it is for sale in the shop. Yeah. Um, what I will point out about the shop, which is amazing, and <laughs> a number of listeners have pointed it out to us in advance, uh, knowing that Collingwood would be coming up, is the extreme amount of luggage. There's, I can't. It's inexplicable, listeners. Like I think I've it, never seen luggage for offer in any other. Sh- Does Antler sponsor Collingwood Football Club? Is that what's going on? I don't know. Let me have a look at this live research. Oh, love a bit of live research on a phone in a hotel room <laughs> in like, Singapore. Just to give you on the ground, listeners. It's yeah, it's pretty. It's happening. Uh, it's wild. Collingwood sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, an official partner of the Collingwood Football Club. Yeah, okay. The champions of lightweight it. luggage. Well, so I mean, really good at being lightweight, kind of like Collingwood. <laughs> so I'm just going to note that um, the Collingwood Football Club sells 73 different individual pieces of luggage. They don't sell a white suitcase, though, as best I could tell. <laughs> you can get a black one, but not a white one. It seems like really... But um, it's really, I mean, it's for the Collingwood fan that needs to flee the country fairly quickly. <laughs> It's the, on brand for them, at yeah, least. Yeah, yeah, Well, the, th- the thing, like, what was Alan Didak carrying that rifle around in? <laughs> and the luggage. Yeah. Kept it secure, hard-edged. <laughs> um, uh, and importantly, lightweight. <laughs> the Collingwood Football Shop has a lot of pretty good items in it, if you're a Collingwood well, Football yeah, fan. Because yeah, remember, yeah. our metric for this, of course, is to try and find the worst item for sale 
if you're a fan of that team and someone gave it yeah, to you. Yeah, because otherwise, for this one, I would definitely be nominating the 2016 club membership as the worst <laughs> item you could get I mean, the shop. If I was a Collingwood <laughs> fan and someone bought me a 2016 membership... Can you even return it? You can't return it. You probably can't return it. I'd probably on-sell the tickets, so... <laughs> That'd make good money. <laughs> no, you probably turn up and watch them. All right, so I'll go first. And mine's basically on the theory of how angry would I be if someone got me this instead of something else. Yeah, okay. And that is the yellow and gold, yellow gold and diamond premium members ring, which retails for a price of $5,999. That is very special. I, I, I think you're onto a winner there. Um, if, someone, if someone buys me a $6,000 ring... Even if it has my membership number Whoa. engraved in it, that is immediately going on eBay. The best thing about this is that they will still charge you for shipping. <laughs> you do not. You do not get. You get ten dollars <laughs> to secure that. Uh, so it features one hundred and fifteen Parve set diamonds. Now Parve set is the is the diamond setting when it creates a carpet. In other mm. words, they're very small and extremely bad diamonds, <laughs> but there's a lot of them. Okay. Set in a ring around yep. then uh, the Collingwood Football Club logo with Which a very... is one of the less good logos yeah. in the competition. Uh, with the, yep. the Australian flag on it and... I think the Australian flag is part of their logo. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is part of the logo. They um, have co-opted it. Um, and it's got the mag... Then the, a really shittily drawn magpie in the middle. Or for, for, if someone comes to me and says, Hey, I bought you a $6,000 present... And then pulls yeah. out this ring. Pulls out not and a and not looks, a sixty inch flat screen TV. They don't they don't pull out two tickets to Thailand, <laughs> or you know one ticket to Hamilton. Yeah, that's right. They don't, if they, if someone isn't sending me <laughs> to learn how to be a wine sommelier, <laughs> instead they got you a Collingwood. If someone hasn't bought me two and a half thousand copies of Robert Wall's <laughs> fantastic book. <laughs> Uh, Gus and Wolves French, French Revelation. French Revelation. Then I'm extremely mad. At least I could burn those. <laughs> ensuring that no. Ensuring that no. One I has... think two and a half thousand though would probably constitute enough to get a reprint. There'd be a reprint. It would be. It'd be a collector's edition. We'd get the bestsellers. <laughs> yeah, it would. Condemning literature in this in this country to a, to a, a longer death. Um, all right, so that's that's my choice, Chris. Chris, what's what's your item yeah, from the Collingwood I've gone shop? Probably at the other end of the scale, it must be said. And I've gone for the Collingwood musical flag. That's very bad. I was <laughs> tempted by this. He's sorely tempted. What you should have done is look a little closer at the Collingwood flag. Um, so how much is it? What what are we talking? It retails here? for non-members at fifteen bucks. Um, you'll get a two dollar discount if you are a member. That's a good discount. That's Carlton was giving yeah. only teams a dollar. Yeah. Uh, got... yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the description is is two sentences that do constitute sentences. Um, the Collingwood musical flag plays thirty seconds of the Collingwood anthem we know and love. Perfect for your office or desk. And Sammy's making a face there at the phrase thirty seconds. Which is why I've nominated this for a shit gift. Because I've done the research, the Collingwood Club song is a minute thirty. <laughs> why, <would> you, <laughs> why make something that can't play the whole song? Why? Happy birthday to That's it! That's it. That's all you're getting. You're getting a bit of good old Collingwood forever. Yeah. They know how to play the game, and that's Probably about it. Because there's probably, if there's an intro song, if there's, a, a, you know, an intro line at all to it, that's it. Jesus. Yeah, I also says that it's perfect for your office 
Well, I mean, that's a gift from someone that hates you. <laughs> yeah. That's, I don't want you to have any friends in the office. I want you to lose... I hate how much you're working at the office. Yeah. I want you to lose your job. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it's also, uh, from what I can see, fairly shittily made. Um, one, can, one can imagine for a... Twelve dollar music, uh, uh, sorry, fifteen dollar musical flag. Yeah, yeah, and I suspect that delivery will constitute at least fifty percent of the purchase price. Uh, that's terrible. The other thing to describe here is, of course, the the way in which it, the flag appears to be quite stiff. Yeah. Probably ninety nine percent pure polyester. Yeah. Um, the the text of the word magpies on the flag, which runs behind the logo in the middle of it. Is written in sort of like an extreme camo font. Yeah. Like you're real hardcore yeah. for having this on your desk. It's like, I hiked Kokoda and also have this flag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Somebody got me something off the back of a truck from Shenzhen. Like, that's really what it says. It's re- like, I think they ordered these straight from Alibaba. Yeah. This is, they've, are... they've bought about 10,000. Yeah, that's buy 10,000 It's probably bucks. a smart thing by the Collingwood Football Club because those will be perennial. Like they're not your. What they're currently trying to do is sell you a 2014 jersey. At a That's discount. right. These don't go out of date. You'll no. you'll always have someone who wants a, you to spend like and also fifteen dollars is a good price point. If you're buying a gift for someone, that's really cheap. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you can technically. That's a, that's a, that's a secret Santa. That's a Father's Day present. Yeah, that's a secret Santa. Uh, the if someone if, as far as opportunity costs if, though, really all you all you're opting out of is you know like a like a grilled burger. Yeah, I'd much rather a burger, though. <laughs> if someone came to me and said, I got you a $15 grilled, grilled gift grilled, card. Yeah, would be like, yeah, yeah right. I, I want that more than this, yeah, uh, this like, plastic yeah, shitty flag. This shitty thing. It's also very public if it's an office gift. Like, that person's going to know that you, like, you have to keep it around. Yeah, I keep oh, hearing I have it, I have it at home. the most populous club. But the I never see them in public. Like, are yeah. they like right wingers? Like, they're just too embarrassed. They to just say don't that, admit yeah, to it. Yeah. Uh, well, Chris, no, I think you've got absolutely the win on this one. No, uh, I don't know because no. opportunity cost. The opportunity cost of this six thousand dollar <laughs> ring is really high. Yeah. But if someone, if you love someone enough, and they, you think they love Collingwood enough for you to want to buy them a six thousand dollar ring, they probably would enjoy it. Whereas. 15 bucks, that could be a casual fan. Like, someone could just say they go for calling when you buy them this awful flag that doesn't even play the theme song. Like, imagine if it was like, we're a happy team at Hawthorne, we're the mighty flying. We're a happy team at Because it's going to loop. There is a button there. You just turn it on. It's 30 seconds on loop. It does not play once. You know, that's the, the, that flag would go immediately in the trash. That's the winner. All right. Well, musical flag... 15 bucks. Um, and atrocious. Yeah, um, that's your option there. Chris, let's cast our eyes into the week ahead. Um, yes. It's another another week of some pretty shocking football we've played. I think, once again, the highlight of the round, though, comes from my my dear team, uh, Carlton Collingwood. Not a seller, not a seller matchup, but... Uh, a real, not, far, not far off. Not far off. Some real turgid football. There's some non-finals football being I played. I actually suspect... Um, I'm going to say uh, Port Adelaide Power up against Brisbane. That will actually be an entertaining that's game. That's going to be a great match. That's, again, a Sunday that's afternoon. Team, that's two teams with no defence. Yeah, it's all, it's going to be, all go. Yeah, yeah. That's teams that just decided that, really, who cares about playing a Ruckman? We'll play Justin Westhoff and <laughs> Stefan Martin. Yeah. Neither of them are that, really that big. What are Rucks for, yeah, anyway? And let's, just, let's just go. The other uh, potential classic is just to watch what Sydney does to Essendon on the SCG. Oh, as Sydney is a team that doesn't really know how to switch off, 
they always run. Yeah. Essendon appear to be incapable of doing so. James Kelly is so slow. He was slow. Yeah, he's been slow for ages. He's been getting away with he's never been and, particularly having, quick. and having people running to the right areas for him. He yeah. does not have those people anymore. He has no. the, he has Darcy the Udon Noodle Parish <laughs> running to his opposite side. And he does have he does have Anthony McDonald uh, tipping Woody. Yeah, that's true. He's pretty quick. He's pretty quick, um, and and continues to be a, a momentary beacon of hope. But was yeah. bad against. He was also bad against Carlton. Yeah. Um, the other I mean, every, look. Let's be clear about that match, Sam. No one was good. No, no one was good. That everyone was worse for that matchup between Carlton and Essendon, except for the Carlton scorecard, who means we're not in the bottom four anymore. Two wins in a row, baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The other possible shocker is Gold Coast Melbourne. Uh, that's at ten past five on the East Coast. Um, I actually, I, again, I suspect that'll that'll go alright. Yeah, but probably two non, lightweights. Yeah, non-finals teams. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, uh, see if Frio can get a win. They can't. I reckon. How much? How much are Richmond going to get done by? Hard to know. Who knows? Three points. If Hawthorne can't win by more than three. Um, well, that does it for this week, listener. Signing off live from Singapore. We're the Cellar Dwellers. This has been another episode of the Cellar Dwellers podcast. Uh, make sure you go and maybe like the Facebook page. Yeah, that's uh, Cellar Dwellers. Oh, no. It's, yeah. It is Cellar Dwellers podcast. podcast. Facebook.com slash Cellar Dwellers podcast. Um, you can follow at, us on follow us on the toots on the toots uh, that's at the footy seller at twitter.com um, and uh, and chuck us a review on iTunes um, maybe even just rate and subscribe it'd be great yeah, throw yeah. a little throw a little iTunes subscription on it we know yeah. hundreds of you are um, it's great to have you along for the ride talk to you next week bye bye